What is up, what is up, and welcome back to another episode of Blood and Beer, the show where we talk blood sport and we drink beer. I'm your host, Matt, and as always, we got some MMA to talk. Really, that's all we're talking today is the year winds down, um, the events start to kind of falter off. We just had our last UFC event until January 14th, so almost a month off, and then uh, there's one more major promotion putting on a card before the end of the year, and that's going to be Bellator versus Ryzen, uh, but we'll get into that next week. Um, because it's not till December 31st. Today, though, we're uh, throwing it back. Not a new beer, but we're trying out Land Grant again, the Lemon Glow. It's a hazy pale ale, and it's uh, it's something yummy from what I remember. And uh, then we're also going to be recapping Sean Strickland versus Jared Cannonier, the, U- the UFC fight night, and all the other fights that were on that card before we let you go today. It's going to be a short one, but uh, we'll go ahead and jump right into this with uh, trying this beer. Again, because it's not new. I just didn't have time to get out this week. I've been really busy. Yeah, that's really good. Tastes like a lemonade beer. Pretty much what it is. So that's awesome. I'm not going to give it a score because it'll just contradict the last one that I did earlier this year, but. Delicious beer. But let's go ahead and jump into these fights that uh, happened over the weekend. We had a, we'll start off with the main event. We had Sean Strickland taking on Jared Cannonier, number seven Strickland versus number three Cannonier. Um, and this fight was really, really a close fight the entire way you look at it. They were striking the whole time. Strickland was using his jab really well and uh, putting together combos. Not a lot of power on him, but working volume, and he was doing a lot of head hunting. Cannonier was walking him down, which you don't see a lot in Sean Strickland fights. Normally, he's the one walking his opponents down. Then he was landing some really heavy shots on Strickland when he'd get in and land head shots. He also worked the body really well and landed about 25 or 27, I think, leg kicks. So he he mixed it up. Strickland was only landing head shots. I think he threw one leg kick all, throughout the whole fight. Um, at the end of the five rounds, though, the judges saw it as a split decision. Um, so Cannonier gets the split decision victory, and it could have gone either way. Across the judges' scorecards, there was not one single round that all three judges agreed who won. It was that close because every round, both guys did a lot of action, did a lot of work. You know, they were striking. They it wasn't like they were sitting waiting. It was just they both did about the exact same amount, the exact same amount of damage. It was a close fight. It was a good. Uh, technical affair I'd say but not the most exciting fight on the card um, and then in the co-main event we had Armin Armin Sarukian he took on Damir Ismagulov and uh, he got a unanimous decision Sarukian did he was very dominant all three rounds he's coming off a loss over Matsu Gamrot so he's looking to um, after this victory he's trying to fight a top five fighter like uh, Charles Oliveira or Benil Dariush those are the two guys that he called out after he got that victory for both those guys, Sarukian's ranked number nine. I don't see this being a benefit, beneficial fight for either guy. Dariush has been fighting down his, a ton of fights in a row now. I mean, he's just been running through the competition, and they won't give him a title fight. That's what he deserves next because he's on, I think, an eight-fight win streak. He's beat Tony Ferguson. He beat Metsu Gamrot. Um, I can't remember who he fought in his fight before Gamrot, but, I mean, he's just been running through it. He's, he's a beast, Darius is. Um, and 
for Oliveira, he just lost his belt. So he's the number one contender. He's not going to fight Makachev next, but he's the number one guy next to Makachev in that division at 155. So I don't think he's getting either of those uh, fights, but he should be fighting up now that he uh, he took a fight down against Gamrot. He lost. He took a fight down against Yzma Gulov, and he gets a dominant victory. And I think the guy's only 24, so he's a stud. He's, he's someone to look out for. All right, and then other fights on the card. We had Alex Carceres. He landed a nasty head kick in the first round over Julian Arosa. The way he landed it, he was throwing a – he, like, lunged in with a punch, and the same side that he threw the punch, he waited about half a second, and then he launches the kick up right after he pulls the punch back, cracks over Arosa's guard, drops him, jumps on him with a little bit of ground and pound, but the ref stops it. He knew he was done. It was super slick. Great knockout. He got knockout or performance of the night bonus. And then in the fight of the night for sure, uh, Drew Dober, he took on Bobby Green. And Bobby Green came out in this fight in the first round, just looked flawless, super fast. He's fighting with his hands down at his hips, which is what he always does. He's working his jab real well. He's catching he's catching Dober with some good combinations, super quick, super fast strikes. But Dober's got a chin, man. And in the second round, Bobby Green's still putting on the pressure, still landing combos, popping him with real crisp jabs. And uh, Dober, he's just walking through it, walking him down. They get up against the cage, and they're both striking, swinging real hard. Dober lands a monster left hook, drops Bobby Green, knocks him out. So he gets the second round knockout, Drew Dober does. And now he's 3-0 and on the year in 2022, all by finish. And this was the fight of the night. He got the fight of the night bonus, so did Bobby Green. Dober is kind of like a poor man, poor man's Michael Chandler. He's just there to bang. I mean... He's trying to crack in the, into the top of the division, but he says that he's here for fun fights, and that's what he's been delivering lately. All right. And then other fights that we had rounding off the card. We had Amir Albazi. He scored a second-round knockout over Alessandro Costa. Costa, it was a real, real hard, close uppercut on the inside and then uh, he jumped on again a little bit of ground and pound but it wasn't really needed because the ref saw the guy was done calls it off he's now 4-0 in the UFC and he's looking to fight a contender or fight for the title he's I think ranked 8th he doesn't have any high profile wins though because Alessandro Costa he's, uh, he's a newcomer this was his UFC debut so I think he needs a couple more wins before he gets that title shot and then we had McCall Olegzajcek he took on uh, Cody Brundage. Good lord. Took on Cody Brundage, and uh, he scored a first round knockout. Brundage got the takedown, and uh, Alexei Chek, he reversed it, and then he just landed some heavy, real precise shots right on Brundage's chin. Knocks him out first round. So um, he's, I think he's on a three or four fight win streak now. And then we had Saeed Nurmagomedov. He took on Saeed Yokub Kakramanov. And um, this was a huge comeback. Kakramanov came out and he was dominating the fight with his wrestling in the first round. Second round, a lot of the same. But Saeed Nurmagomedov is dangerous everywhere. He's not necessarily a wrestler, but he's got really good submissions and insane striking. So while, um, while Kakramanov was uh, working, his, working the ground game, Said Nurmagomedov locks in a guillotine, gets a submission in the second round. I think he's still undefeated in the UFC, 
and this dude's a problem, man. He's just he's a great striker, and he's not the best wrestler, but his his response to wrestling is just choking. He's got real long limbs for the 135 division, and he knows how to use them when they're in that grappling exchange. So, Said Nurmagomedov, dude, he's a problem. He just he's not getting those big names to fight yet. And then finally, we had uh, Rafa Garcia versus Mahashete. This fight was also super fun. Um, in round one, Mahashete, he's using his range. And I think it was round one, he gets a nasty cut on Rafa Garcia right on the side of his head. I mean, this thing was deep, and Garcia was just gushing blood. It was a gash. And uh, Garcia kind of woke him up after he got cut. He starts really putting on the pressure, just backing Mahashete up and landing much better shots throughout the fight. He ends up getting the unanimous decision victory Garcia does with this giant fucking gash on his head after he, after the fight, after it's all said and done. They said it took two hours to close it up because where the cut was, he cut open an artery, and he actually ended up losing 20% of his blood, is what he says. So, um, dude had to be fucked up, but I mean, what a warrior to fight through that because both guys were just covered in his blood. It was fun as hell. And then we also saw uh, Matthew Semmelsberger. He got a unanimous decision over Jake Matthews. Um, Corey McKenna, she took on Cheyenne Vlismas and got the unanimous decision victory. And then Manel Kopp, he had a really good fight as well, taking on uh, David Dvorak, and he got the unanimous decision victory as well. It looked like in the first round he popped out Dvorak's shoulder with a Kimura. Um, Dvorak just couldn't really lift his arm after that first round, and Manel Kopp capitalized, was just really... Uh, working the ground game or working the stand up, uh, stick and move, and Dvorak just didn't have any answer for it after that. So, Cop, he's been he came in with a lot of hype, form, former rising champ. Now he's fighting in the UFC and he's trying to move into that top 10 or trying to fight some uh, higher level contenders. I think he's ranked 12th right now. And that's all I have for you today. Like I said, it's a short show. We didn't have a lot to talk about. The year's winding down, and so are the MMA events. Um, boxing had a little bit going on last weekend, but nothing nothing to call home about. So next week, like I said, we're going to be talking about the New Year's Eve event, Bellator versus Ryzen, the cross-promotion fight, the best fighters of Bellator versus the best fighters of Ryzen, and it's going to be happening in Japan on Showtime. So we're going to break down that fight in detail. I'll give you some picks, the best bets to make. Um, and then January 1st, betting goes legal in Ohio here where I'm at. And we're going to be making picks all year long, making making you some money, baby. Thanks for tuning in.